tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And I want to thank each and every one of you who are here live. That includes everybody listening at the home broadcasting platform of Blog Talk Radio, aka BTR for short, as well as the folks that are listening via Simocast. At WCET, that's 101.7 on the FM dial in Columbia, South Carolina, as well as WCETFM.com. So uh, if you're there and if you're on the website, uh, hop into that chat room, and at some point I'm sure uh, Cajun will let me know that you are there and we'll give you a shout-out. We've also uh, listening, uh, li- also have listeners live. 
blah, 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 at High Point Radio, 1690 AM in the High Point, New Jersey area. So a little tri-state bleed-over coverage there. Glad to have you folks as well. Uh, in the uh, current chat room here at BTR, I've got Chief, who's the host of a great show known as Simple Facts of Life. Uh, trust me on this. Uh, if you have not already checked him out, by all means, you want to go to blogtalkradio.com. Uh, on that homepage, you will see a search bar at the top. Put in Simple Facts of Life. Uh, do your search, and from there, you will slide over to a page. Uh, you'll scroll down just a little bit, and you will come across a listing of his shows. You can find a show page from there, and you can listen to all of the great programs he's got in the archives. Or if you're so inclined, you can make an intentional trip at a specific point in time to hear him live. Uh, that would be on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. I trust you can adjust uh, to your time zone accordingly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all kinds of stuff going on, and I'm trying to sneak below the radar with some of this stuff and trying to stay above the radar on some others. Uh, but uh, some stories come along, and I just can't help myself. You know, we were talking quite a bit Friday about how Joe Biden had stepped in it with this little comment when he was visiting radio show host by the name of Charlemagne. Of course, he goes by the full title, Charlemagne the God. Uh, obviously, he has no self-esteem issues, uh, or maybe he does, and he's trying to overcompensate. I don't know. I have to admit, I've heard of Charlemagne before, but I've never really heard the show. Anyway. Uh, Joe Biden also managed to make some attacks generally directed towards Amazon, and we'll talk about that primarily in the second hour of today's live broadcast uh, because Amazon decided to answer back. But uh, this is another one of those stories that you come across and you can't help but talk about it, uh, or at least I can't help myself because, again, it kind of shows some – Inconsistency, we'll say, on the part of certain leftists. And in this case, we're talking about the man who's once again desperately trying to get himself into the headlines. He's trying to inject himself into some position of import, uh, basically just trying to keep his name in the news so that he stays relevant because he is a filmmaker, claims to be a documentarian. Uh, we're talking about Michael Moore, of course who, if Nancy Pelosi was to describe, would not use the term morbidly obese, although probably fits the descriptor a little better than directing it at the orange man who's bad, which she does do. Yeah, I'm not making it up. She did. All right, so anyway, Michael Moore, who I will remind you not that long ago was full-on predicting that President Donald J. Trump would easily win re-election in 2020, well, evidently he's, at least on the surface, flip-flopped his opinion a little bit because now, now, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Moore is claiming that the only way that Trump can win re-election in November is if he cheats. Moore, who was uh, on Real Time with Bill Maher this past Friday night, you know, clearly they're talking about Trump rather than talking about Biden bad. Uh, basically, said that Trump may be planning some shenanigans in order to hold on to the White House. Now, let me get this straight. I'm just taking a pause for a second to try and, and, and think through this. 
you know, the kind of thing that I asked you guys to do on a regular basis. They're the side that's pushing no voter ID, uh, no restrictions on polling, uh, mail-in ballots, voter harvesting, all things can be far more easily manipulated. It's their side pushing all these things that makes voter fraud more possible, not saying that it happens that much more, not saying that the other side can't also take advantage of it, but just just saying rather than being concerned about the security of our voting, they seem to want to be the side that's taking it in the opposite direction. But now, now it's Donald Trump who's planning shenanigans. I mean, don't get me wrong either. I, I do believe Donald Trump's more than capable of shenanigans planning. Donald Trump's a shenanigans kind of guy. That's one of the things that I kind of like about him. You know, shenanigans. Who doesn't like shenanigans? More talking about the Trump campaign said the following, quoting now, the only way they're going to pull it off is if he's able to cancel the election or postpone it. That's what we're going to have to fight against because I'm certain that is what's going on in his head right now. Now, wait, hold up. What? Again, I, I'm going to ask, wasn't it the Democrats who, because of COVID-19, was the ones telling us that we were going to have to shut everything down? Weren't they the ones that uh, has completely, completely forced their primaries with the remaining states to just to be done with. It's over. No more primary voting. And they got really angry when certain states in the Midwest went ahead with their primaries after they said, no, no, and there was even a big court. Wasn't that the Democrats who were telling us that we'll probably still be in lockdown in November? Aren't they the ones who were talking about a potential postponement I have not heard anything from a genuine, bona fide conservative that has suggested, even in the earliest days of the lockdown, that we fully expect it to still not be able to vote by November. And again, I'll remind you that the, the voting by mail, the vote harvesting, all these things that makes it easier. But no, it's Trump. Michael Moore is convinced that Donald Trump currently believes that he's planning on canceling or postponing the election. In either case, not a good idea. Now, Moore worried that presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden, who he said will win by 5 million votes – now, again, I'd like to remind you that you can win by 5 million votes and still not win the Electoral College. He said – now, and, and he pointed that out too. He said that he could win by 5 million votes, could still lose the Electoral College, the Electoral College because of high turnout for Trump. Wait, 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 wait. You get, where is the, the logic here? High turnout for Trump in Trump areas, I guess is what he means. I mean I'm asking you to work this out with me because – there's some things here that in normal conventional thought, they don't necessarily equal 
how can you lose by five million votes if you have high Trump turnout? Because first of all, the turnout of the election, it's it's not going to change the electoral college results. You can have a super high Democratic turnout in places that are typically Democratic. You can have a super high Trump turnout in places that are typically Trump, and you can have a results that is identical to the last election, or you can have results where if you lose a couple of those key swing places, could flip the other way. So it's going to be a question of the high turnout in the swing areas that's going to determine changes in the Electoral College. But that's not how he put it. Put it in a way that doesn't make much sense. Uh, Biden can win by five million votes and still lose the Electoral College because of high Trump turnout. Okay. Hillary Clinton, according to him, won the popular vote in 2016 by three million votes and lost the Electoral College 304 to 227. As far as we know, that seems to be the truth. And I say as far as we know because there's still some questions about the true popular vote count, as in some possibly a lot of people voted in that election that may not have been eligible to vote. Now, some ineligible simply because they didn't have their voters' registration up to date, and oh, that's just an impediment. That's disenfranchisement. No, that's the basic rules put forth by each state. Each state says, okay, if you want to vote, you need to be registered. You need to jump through the hoops as each state put – and in most cases, the states don't have particularly high bars established. Even in those horrible states that recruit uh, voter IDs, uh, you, you have to show us a photo ID in order to vote uh, before we'll – you know, a little something that – this person on the roll is more than likely going to already have anyway. Yeah, that's a terrible burden. That's disenfranchisement. Hey, you got a, a driver's license? Most folks showing up at the polls do. Now, there are legitimately some folks out there that don't. Okay. You know what? Those same people can still get a photo ID of some sort. It's not that hard. In fact, in a lot of states, I'm not going to say most, but I know in a lot of states, you can go get that the same way you would go get your driver's license. And a lot of places, it's just a small fee, a small one, a tiny one. And oh yeah, by the way, if you're going to open a bank account, if you're going to do uh, half a dozen other things, you're going to need that photo ID anyway. So the majority of people who care enough to show up to vote already have these things. So you do still have the eligibility questions. Now, there's still a huge question mark into how many votes that were counted uh, in the last presidential election in the states of California and in the states of Texas are legitimately residents and citizens of those states. They're residing in the state, but are they citizens? Are they there legally? Uh, why are there questions? Because – the fraud has been found. There were large numbers. It's the same thing with this New York Times uh, decision to print all the names of the dead uh, by COVID victims. Now, uh, instantly, immediately, one of the names was brought into question because uh, the name was found in an obituary, and it was clear 
that this person was a homicide victim, homicide by COVID-19. We On the conservative side, we've been making fun of how some of these states are counting. And then it turns out we've discovered legitimately that the hospitals want to count as much COVID as they can because there are incentives for them to get additional government funding to help support their facilities. So when you encourage people through the use of cash to claim COVID, then COVID gets claimed. How many of these people are legitimate? Now, you have to bring the whole thing into question. Somebody's going to have to go down the list and go line by line. But even then… It's not going to be easy because a lot of people died because of something else that happened to have had COVID-19 at the time of their death, meaning not necessarily expressing uh, the illness but having contracted the virus, even may have still been asymptomatic, may have only just contracted it before their death. that hadn't had time to propagate yet, but it showed up. And so they counted it, and there's some questions as to whether or not you should count that. So we know a lot of those numbers are – but anyway, here's the, the whole point. Sorting through all that business would make it very difficult to prove how many of those names legitimately belong there and how many don't. But just because you can find a patient that was listed as having been COVID-19 positive doesn't mean that that's what killed them. Oh, now you're just splitting hairs. No, they're the ones splitting hairs trying to give you your panic porn. But let's get back to this. The filmmaker, and I, I'm going to keep referring to him as a filmmaker instead of a documentary filmmaker because you know what is he actually documenting? His opinion more often than not. <coughs> Excuse me. But the filmmaker said uh, if voting can be made easy, include allowing Americans to vote by mail, Republicans are going to lose. Now I'd be real careful about making a statement like that there uh, – Michael, because remember, the conservatives push back against voting by mail as a primary voting uh, avenue, again, because it's really easy to manipulate the outcome of those elections. So if what you're saying is that if the easiest way to allow cheating is made viable, then there's no way Donald Trump was. Doesn't that kind of mean that… Uh, when cheating's made easier, that it's not Donald Trump who's going to be cheating his way to the White House, you know, in a return trip. It, it is doesn't that again? You know, I'm I'm asking you to engage in the thought process with me. I'm I'm not trying to tell you for sure. I'm just saying to me that seems to be a counterintuitive statement. Now maybe that's my conservative bias showing. Maybe that's not me actually using analytical thought. Maybe that's not me willing to try and give him the benefit of the doubt of maybe he's working through the thought process too and unfortunately doing it in the middle of a live conversation on HBO. Anyway, uh, back to quoting. The majority of the country does not support the Republican agenda. Really? I, I, I don't know if that's really the case, Michael. But anyway, back to quoting. The majority of the country doesn't support the Republican agenda. The majority of the country are not climate deniers. Uh, the majority of the conservative base isn't climate deniers either. We all admit there is a climate. Uh, most of us admit that uh, the climate is always in flux. 
uh, where we have issue with is your false models and your fake science to try and insinuate that all human advancements had come to an end. That's where we come into it. It's not denying that climate is real or that climate changes. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every time this guy says something on a, a sentence by sentence basis, I almost have to critique. Again, that's part of why I can't help myself but to talk about this story. Uh, it, it's in the grand scheme of things, this is a, a story that doesn't matter. It just demonstrates my points that I've been making quite frequently. So it gives me an opportunity to say, hey, look at this guy. This is exactly what I've been telling you. Now, I, like I said, AOC, Michael Moore, Bill Maher, these are folks that when they do stuff like this, it's really hard not to sit here and poke little holes in everything they say because these are people that they still hold up on their side. These are people that are heroes in the eyes of certain groups of leftists. Anyway, he continues, the majority of the country believe women should be paid the same as men. <sighs> yes. I think everyone believes that women who are doing the same job with the same experience level and the same commitment and who have earned the same considerations should be paid the same as a man in the same situation. That's true of conservatives. It's true of Republicans. It's true of libertarians. And the difference here is that many of us acknowledge that just because you're female – doesn't mean that you shouldn't have to put in the same effort that the male does in order to achieve a certain pay rate. It should be based on the quality of your work. Being a man or being a woman, that shouldn't be the determining factor. Now, has it been that way in the past? Well, uh, by all accounts, it certainly seems like in some cases, but it's never been quite as uh, – Prevalent as the left would have you believe. But uh, yeah, if you have to miss more frequently because you're the one who has to take your child to the doctor, then yeah, that hurts your performance record as far as the company is concerned. And so somebody who's there doesn't miss a shift, uh, even though it's completely reasonable that you have to miss it. The fact that you don't lose your job means that the company recognizes. That, uh, yeah, somebody's got to do it, and if that's fallen on you, there be. Now, I, for one, I've worked in a company that has uh, also been willing to tell women, it's like, hey, you've got a man at home who's not working at the moment. Why can't they take the child to the doctor's appointment? And then all of a sudden, eh. So when there's an issue, when you can reasonably find another outlet, now if you can reasonably find a babysitter, when you can reasonably find someone that you trust to take care of doctor's appointments, but you still insist that you be the one that do it, then that is you using an excuse to miss work. That should count against you. I think most reasonable people would say so, and that should be the truth, again, regardless of gender, right? Okay, so the majority of the country believes women should be paid the same as men. Uh, again, I believe 
regardless of gender, if you're putting in the same amount of effort and your the quality of your work is the same and you're having the same results, then yes, you should be paid the same. But there's a million factors. Is the quality of your work the same? If the answer is no, then no, you shouldn't be paid the same. There are cases where the women should be paid more than men because if the man's the lazy one and not putting in the same effort, then he shouldn't be rewarded the same as the hardworking woman. Right? I, I think that's reasonable. I think most of us would say so. Are you getting the same results? Maybe maybe the person is just naturally inclined to position where you're struggling to do it. Maybe that's not really your best position, but that's the job you've got at the moment, and you're trying to work through it till you can find a better position. But if your results are not the same, if you're not as good at it, should you be getting paid the same? Should – Somebody, should I walk into the NBA and get signed to a contract? Should I be making as much as LeBron James? I guarantee you the uh, effect on the court is not going to be the same. The quality of the work is not going to be the same. Should I be? I, you know, I would be tempted to say, yeah, pay me that LeBron James money. Or, or better yet, pay me that. Uh, old school Michael Jordan money, including all the uh, deals, all the endorsement deals, all the side stuff. Uh, pay me that. It doesn't matter that uh, if anybody ever knows my name, it's going to be because they're telling a joke about that uh, silly white boy who thought he belonged in the NBA. <laughs> That's going to be the conversation. Anyway, I, I, I'm doing sentence by sentence. I really get down this uh, rabbit hole. Uh, anyway, he says, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the majority of the country doesn't support the Republican agenda. The majority of the country doesn't uh, – are not climate deniers. The majority of the country believe women should be paid the same as men. Go down the whole list. Moore also said, quote, the only way Republicans can win, and this has been true for a few elections, is to cheat, is to somehow game it, rig it, do whatever they need it to do. Now, he said this, and again, I immediately go right back around. Then why is it that it's Republicans that keep saying you should have to show up in person under normal circumstances? Now, we make exceptions. If you're in the military, of course you have to vote. Uh, obviously, you can't come back to your home polling station uh, and leave your posting. Obviously, you have to do the absentee voting. If you're a registered voter and you've jumped through all the hoops and business is taking you uh, out of the state, you know, again, I'm still kind of iffy on early voting because I think that extends a window where people can better manipulate. But I've enjoyed being able to do early voting in the past. So I'm, uh, as long as all the protocols are being followed, I'm good with it. But why is it that the Republicans, why is it that conservatives say, when at all possible, vote on election day, vote in your polling. Uh, and why are we the ones that are saying, show your ID, show us that you are who you say you are? Why is it we're the ones trying to crack down and eliminate opportunities for cheating if the only way Republicans can win is to cheat? And that's my first question. But then I'll turn around and remind you that back in February of 2019, Michael Moore said point blank that Trump – Donald J. Trump would win if the election were held then. Wouldn't matter if there was cheating or not evidently at that point. 
back to uh, quoting. The problem is if the vote were today, I believe he would win the elect- electoral states that he would need because living out there, I will tell you, his level of support has not gone down one inch. Now, Moore said this in an interview with Amy Goodman on uh, Democracy Now!, saying, quote, in fact, I'd say it's even more rabid than it was before because they're afraid now. They're afraid he could lose because they watched his behavior. So they're so they are voracious in their appetite for Donald Trump, and that's bad news. Now, see, he's got it all wrong. He's got it all wrong as to why Trump would win re-election. Trump would win re-election, and I think he still has uh, an extremely good opportunity of winning re-election, primarily because Donald Trump continues to be what people expected from him. Now, uh, the shutting down of the economy, the, the taking Dr. Fauci maybe a little too seriously, Now, you can critique and criticize all you want. Some of the Trump-trained folks were there, but at the end of the discussion, what the people who really supported Trump from the beginning wanted is somebody who was going to fight, somebody who was going to stand up, and somebody who was going to stick to his guns, even in the face of adversity, even if he had to fight his own party, even if he had to continue to fight the mainstream media and the Democrats every step of the way and still manage to get at least some of what he promised done. And guess what? Donald J. Trump exceeded that bar. He exceeded that bar well enough that he had people that didn't support him from the beginning come over to him. He succeeded that bar well enough that he had people that were flat out against him. Some of the people who were calling him racist in the beginning now support Donald Trump because they've seen benefit. They've seen benefit in their paychecks. They've seen benefit in opportunities. They've seen their communities. We're talking about minority communities now. For the first time in recent history, able to do things because of economic opportunities, because they were designed to help business, not designed to help pick a winner and a loser, not designed to just give a a little bit of uh, some table scraps back to folks that had supported a particular candidate to become an office holder. It's not about pay packs. It's it's, it's not about cronyism. It's about what's actually best – for the American economy and small businesses. Now, Trump still made uh, plenty of things that I would deem as mistakes. Trump still says things that while much of it needs to be said, I would much prefer he say it in a different way. But at the end of the day, Donald J. Trump is exactly who we needed in the White House at that moment in time, and he remains the person we need in the White House, and I dare say in order to try to really undo the kind of damage that's been done by soft, linguine-spined politicians over the past several decades, that we need more of what Trump has delivered 
than we're going to be able to get from just two terms of Donald Trump. Now, that's not me saying, ah, Trump should suspend the Constitution or, or he should run for a third term. Now, it's me saying that we're going to need somebody else with the internal strength and fortitude and a similar comparable vision for how to get America back on track to follow up Trump, or it's just going to be a small reprieve in that downward spiral that we were in. So, Michael Moore, you're right in your prediction that Donald Trump was going to win re-election back in February 2019. You are just joining in the chorus of the left, trying, I'm assuming at this point, to make some headlines ahead of the release of your next film, trying to make yourself relevant once again. And hey, look, it must have worked because you got guys like me talking about it. Congratulations. In the meanwhile, those of you out there, do not lose faith. Do not lose hope. Donald Trump is still being Donald Trump. And I think that even though there's still going to be little dips and, and trips and things that we don't necessarily like along the way, it's still going to be good for America. So uh, hold your breath, hang on, and remember, uh, individual liberty requires individual responsibility. Therefore, Trump's fighting the good fight, but it's up to us to take care of ourselves. Stay right where you're at. I'll be back after just these few brief moments. It is amazing how differently our creator views us as opposed to what globalist elites think about we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. God created man in his own image and gave him dominion over all the animals of the earth. Even after Adam and Eve fell from grace, God still gave us brains and expected mankind to seek his wisdom and advance positively in all aspects of life. God gave mankind the ability to acquire knowledge and expects us to recognize our unalienable rights, as did the founding fathers of the United States. Now contrast that with American leftists like former President Barack Obama, who stated, quote, For the international order that we have worked for generations to build, ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs, unquote. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign, unquote. There you have it, folks. On one hand, God, our Creator, wants us to be as great as possible and to rule and reign with His Son, Jesus Christ, eventually, while global elites want to kick God out of society and for us to surrender to them as if they were God. Do you globalist elites? Forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video, video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video health care visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account 
where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp for the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Do you believe that calling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus is racist? Do you think that passing laws to prohibit hormone blockers and transgendered surgeries to minors is bigoted? Do you believe that there is no reason whatsoever to question Joe Biden's current mental status? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't understand the difference between describing where something comes from and racism. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't understand that protecting children from potential lifelong harm is actually the job of adults. And you've also demonstrated that you've clearly not been paying any attention whatsoever to Joe Biden over the last several months. But then again, who can really blame you? Yes, in fact, if you said yes to any of the questions I just asked you, instead of going to go vote, maybe you should just keep being a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. That's right. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, you should just stay home on Election Day. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of a called Crimea. He's saying that it was President Mindfloss. It's his fault. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... The Founding Fathers of the United States were true visionaries who understood human nature and the desire of some people to want to play God. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Could it be the reason why academia and leftists in general hate and badmouth those who founded the first nation in the history of mankind to recognize our unalienable right to live for our own sake, maintain greater faith in God than government, and to properly oversee the training up of our children and the way that they should go while taking responsibility for our lives, actions, and health care. Unfortunately, there are those today who would mass-produce certain vaccines to inoculate millions of individuals they dub undesirables and useless eaters. Isn't it strange that we would be ordered to wear face masks and social distance to activities that weaken our immune systems? Also, if we always use hand sanitizers, we kill our good bacteria that fights against pandemic organisms. My fellow Americans, if you don't know your rights, you do not have any, and you could lose your health in the process. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Food independence, emergency preparedness, 
self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get our survival seed vault and feed your family from your own garden for just $37.95. Our non-hybrid heirloom seeds are genuinely American, just like you. Your survival needs and survival seeds are at MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Self-reliance is the key to true liberty. Uh, I've said a multitude of times, and I have absolutely no questioning in this uh, this principle, and that is if you're expecting government to take care of you, you are in for a very, very sad realization. First and foremost, government's not capable of taking care of you, and their idea of taking care of you is providing you with things like abortion and assisted suicide and, of course, euthanasia. Once you, uh, the body of the nation, is no longer capable of bringing any value to them. So you should think about that. Self-reliance, very important. Uh, <clears throat> my Patriot Supply, their, uh, their four-week starter packs right now, the four-week kits, are the one thing that's still in <laughs> – and money. <laughs> money helps, but uh, money doesn't always stay in place. I'm talking, of course, in the chat room to bring in it. Boy, boy, just uh, joined us a moment ago. Always happy to have you here. Uh, having wealth, which sometimes can be money, sometimes – uh, has to be exchanged of other commodities. Having wealth goes a long way. But yes, self-reliance, uh, a certain amount of personal wealth, I suppose, goes along with that self-reliance. Self-reliance, necessary. Food, having food supplies. The uh, four-week starter kit is uh, what My Patriot Supply has right now ready to ship. They are still taking orders for everything else on a first-come, first-served basis. Go check them out. Uh, if you're here at BTR, I'd ask you to go to this show description today. Click the little link that says My Patriot Supply. Boom. That'll take you there to uh, those uh, starter kits that are available, and we give credit to the show for having sent you there. So I'd ask you to do that. If you're listening via podcast, someplace like Spotify or iHeartRadio or iTunes or uh, Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or wherever you might be listening, uh, AHA Radio, uh, there's a potential that you'll see in the show description directly below the words of My Patriot Supply. There is a link. So if you will copy, paste that into your uh, search browser, that will take you to the same place. And if you're just listening on the radio, I would ask you to go to tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P into the truth.com. And scroll down just a little bit on that homepage, right, uh, the, your little landing pad there, and hit that link, and that will take you to the full site. And by rights, I should still get credit for that, although the most recent message that I got from them kind of insinuated the only uh, payouts that they're really doing right now for affiliates is for folks going to the other page. But you know what? I, I would really, really ask you to uh, – Go check out My Patriot Supply. The food that you can get from them, the, the kits, they're rated to last for up to 25 years. I had some from a kit that was 10 years old uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's good. You know, It's not just, oh, well, that'll do in a pinch. It's not MRE uh, style, okay, I'm eating this to survive. It was actually good. 
I liked it. So uh, anyway, glad to have everybody here. I've already mentioned we are doing the usual Sunday live simulcast with WCETFM and with High Point Radio 1690 AM. Uh, but uh, I just mentioned the fact that you can hear this show uh, on podcast uh, just about wherever you listen to podcasts. And I appreciate each and every one of you folks that are listening, however you're listening. But I do not want to leave out the folks who may be listening to the rebroadcast of this show. Of course, the show is rebroadcast on great stations across the country like KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, the aforementioned WCETFM and High Point Radios, along with uh, KDIL, 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and KOII. 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. So glad to have you folks listening as well. Uh, please check out the website when you have the opportunity. I'm not trying to sell you something you don't need here. Uh, I'm just asking you to be a little supportive when you go looking because trust me, trust me, you, it's a good idea. All right, and uh, glad to have you guys listening wherever you're listening at. And uh, again, if you are listening to one of those great radio stations, please continue to send feedback to the station managers. Spend a second, shoot an email to say, "Hey, really digging that tap into the true show," or "Hey, that Tim guy, he's a he's a character. I'm enjoying it." Or you know what? Even if you don't like it, send the feedback. Send the negative feedback too. That way, they can better serve you the listening audience of the area. If I lose a station because you guys aren't digging me, I'm not going to be mad, okay? Uh, you're listening to that station. I don't want you to leave the station because you don't like something. I want you to continue because most of these stations that are on the list are completely independent. They're standalone. They're not part of some big network, so they need your support. So while I'm on that topic and asking for your support for me, uh, let me go ahead and ask you to go ahead and support all these independent stations. Too. And if you're listening, you know which ones I'm talking about. If you're listening to an independent station, you know darn well which ones are which. And they all have uh, in on their websites the opportunity for you to show your support one way or another. If you can help support financially, great. Now, some of these stations are offering special offers, uh, so if you make a contribution at a certain level, you get uh, mugs or uh, gifts or trips. Or, I mean all kinds of stuff, and, and again, I'm trying to be general for all of the stations right now. I know some specific offers for a couple of these stations, but I'm right now trying to be general for all of them. They are, most of them have something going on and could use your assistance, but you know what else? If you can't afford to make financial contributions, if you just give them feedback as far as what will help them be more successful and garner more listeners like yourself, that's helpful too. Just remember if the feedback's not so negative, keep it constructive and keep it civil. That's really all anybody in this business can ask for. You know, Let us know how we're doing. Okay. So enough of that. I've got to get on to the next topic or I will just be dead in the water. I've already mumbled too long. Like I said, a uh, shout out to Bring It Boy. Boy has joined us in the BTR chat room. And, of course, we've got Casey listening uh, in over at the uh, WCETFM chat room. Hey, Casey, glad to have you here with us as well. Thank you so much for being here again. I uh, don't know if you had a chance to hear Friday night's show, especially since we did the live simulcast at 7 instead of the usual 4 o'clock thing for Friday. But, uh, yeah. Ankle is still improving, uh, still having to use crutches, but on the mend, getting better. 
uh, hopefully hopefully within the next uh, week to two weeks I, I'll be able to return to relatively normal walking is what I'm kind of thinking at this point. <clears throat> trying to be cautiously optimistic. All right, so here we are. Fortunately, having the two-hour live simulcast, I don't have to be so concerned about that break. But for the other stations that uh, still just kind of cut it in half, uh, it gets to be troubling, sometimes tiresome. But uh, this next story probably doesn't require a whole lot of time to discuss it anyway. But it is certainly worth discussing. See, there's this there's this judge that's in the center of the, the Michael Flynn case right now. And now he's – he did one thing that was completely unprecedented, and now he's done something else that raises more questions to my mind and I think should raise a lot more questions in everyone's mind. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just too suspicious for my own good. But let me give you the laydown, just in case you're not familiar. Just in case with everything else going on, you, maybe you just heard this off to the side and you hadn't paid much attention. Maybe you haven't heard about it at all, although you know, between having to deal with family issues and uh, COVID-19 lockdowns and dealing with tyrannical governors, maybe, maybe you've missed it. The United States District Judge Emmett Sullivan. <clears throat> That's the judge that refused to immediately drop the charges against Michael Flynn at the request of the Justice Department. Well, Emmett Sullivan has now hired a high-profile attorney. Now, Sullivan has come under intense scrutiny in recent weeks for making several unusual decisions in the Flynn case. First, after refusing the Justice Department's request you know, to completely drop all charges, Sullivan invited outside groups to file an amicus brief, or what's more often referred to, uh, to us laymen as a friends of the court brief. Now, this was unusual. In fact, it was unprecedented. So I think the worst of choice of using the word unusual is underselling this. It was unprecedented. Because such petitions are typically only allowed in appellate courts and civil cases, not in criminal cases. In fact, I've heard some attorneys make the insinuation that it's not legal in criminal cases to do this, mostly defense attorneys. So I'm not sure <laughs> if there's a little bias there or not, but uh, you would expect a defense attorney to know that. Second, Sullivan tapped retired federal judge John Gleason to both argue against the Justice Department and examine whether Flynn committed perjury for pleading guilty to lying to the FBI. So basically now this judge wants to get somebody else to say that because the Justice Department now wants to drop these cases, because Flynn pled guilty – and clearly the defense now is uh, did so because he was bullied and because there was um, inappropriate actions being done by the then FBI folks that were in charge of pushing this case forward. He wants to now charge Michael Flynn with perjury for that guilty plea. He was taking the plea to try and protect 
his son. Because his son was threatened. Now, not only will we make uh, life miserable for you, we're going to make life miserable for your kids. He did what a lot of parents would do. He said, all right, fine. But, I mean, we know that there was so much wrong with the way the FBI handled this in the first place, beginning with the we're going after him. Uh, do we want to get him fired? Do we want to get him on a perjury trap? Or do we want to charge him with lying to the FBI, obstruction of justice? What do we want to do? They were very careful with how they charged him. Now, in response, Flynn's attorneys formally petitioned the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia to force Sullivan to comply with the Justice Department's request. And on Thursday, the appellate court gave Sullivan just 10 days to justify his actions. Now, I didn't get around to mentioning that on Friday night's show, although that was one of the topics I had hoped to get to. Um, again, it's an evolving story, and I figured we'd have opportunity to get caught up with it. Now, in order to explain himself, essentially to defend himself, Sullivan has now retained Beth Wilkerson. That's according to the Washington Post. She will be tasked with helping formulate Sullivan's defense. Do you need a defense to explain yourself? I was under the impression that you only needed a defense attorney if you have done something illegal. Again, according to what I've heard from some defense attorneys, that is in fact what he's done while opening up the uh, the gates by refusing to follow the Justice Department and then asking for this amicus brief. Now, Wilkinson, a go-to advocate for prominent officials snared in major Washington investigations and in high-stakes legal battles, will now join the fray in this case. Uh, she represented uh, Brent Kavanaugh when he was a uh, Supreme Court justice nominee and battling accusations he had sexually assaulted Christine Blase Ford. And of course, when they were both teens, when that accusation occurred, her firm also represented the lawyer and longtime confidant of Hillary Clinton amid an investigation into whether Clinton, then Secretary of State, had mishandled misclassified information while trying to avoid government emails. Avoid using government emails is what I should have said. So uh, Wilkerson is expected to file a brief within a week notifying the court that she is representing Sullivan. Now the real question here immediately is by doing this, is this a stall tactic to give him a little more time? Because under normal circumstances, you'd be given more time if an attorney now was taking over. But it doesn't sound to me like you need a defense attorney. It sounds to me as if the court wants an explanation, and this is something he should be able to do in a relatively short amount of time. Why have you not followed through with the request from the Justice Department? I do not feel it's appropriate. Okay, fair enough. As the judge, he does have the legal right to say that. He does have the legal right to pursue and continue this uh, court case that's come before his court. Now, ultimately, Flynn is going to be found innocent at the end of the day because uh, the state is refusing to prosecute. So they're going to come in and say blah, 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 end of discussion. And then nothing's going to happen because the jury's not going to hear a prosecution. 
But the judge still has the right to say okay. Now, the real explanation comes with the uh, – what's the deal with this amicus brief? What's the deal with you changing all of this? What's the deal with you appointing someone now to prosecute because the Justice Department isn't? Why have you taken all these steps that are not only unusual but are unprecedented and can't really be found in the letter of our law within the criminal court system? That may take a little time, and I would love to hear what this defense is going to be. We'll be keeping an eye on this. I would imagine in the next few days there will be follow-up stories. We will be following that up. In the meanwhile, that's going to have to be it for the first hour of today's broadcast. So for those of you that listen to the rebroadcast, I'm saying goodbye to you for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow when we will pick up, and you'll get to hear the second hour of today's live. For those of you that are here live… Uh, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this very brief break. But remember, for those of you that are leaving now, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And oh yeah, by the way, stay safe, stay healthy, and be smart, even if that goes against your better nature. <laughs> well, not your better nature, but it goes against your nature. I'm right back. You guys are here live. Don't go anywhere. We built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream we built a promise, we 13. We crossed the land bridge across the ocean a long, long time ago. We tracked the herds here, we followed fortune on the glacial ice and snow. We came as sailors searching for adventure. Across the ocean, we follow fortune, and our numbers they increase. Before the people step onto the shore, two thirds of the first ones to die. Cause along with the trade goods, they brought new disease. The worst way that cultures collide. Built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream We built a promise we 13 
tell me where the Constitution went. Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free. Broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day, wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With you, of course, I am your ever so humble host, Tim Tapp, committee live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. Uh, glad to be on live while we're at it, uh, both on the home broadcasting platform of BTR as well as simulcasting with WCET FM and High Point Radio, 1690 AM, uh, up in New Jersey. Glad to have you guys along. Also, for the uh, benefit of those of you who are listening to terrestrial radio stations that are hearing the replay, the time of the live broadcast is May 24th. It is 2020. It's a few brief moments after 4 p.m. Eastern, and uh, that might explain to you why some of this may sound a little dated by the time you get to hear it. Uh, that includes folks who may be listening at KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. The already aforementioned WCETFM and High Point Radio, 1690 AM. It also includes KDIL, 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington. And it includes KOII, 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. All right. Picking back in the chat room, uh, picking back up from uh, first hour's topics. I was talking about some of the things that Michael Moore had said uh, when he made his uh, little appearance with uh, his friend over on HBO, and I had made a point about uh, how good you are at a job probably should be a factor in how much you get paid too. And I used the example of me versus LeBron James in the NBA. Chief made a really good comment. I wanted to try and sneak it in back in the first hour. 
but I didn't quite get there because I got sidetracked with the story, and you know I mumbled and like I'm doing right now, and cost myself a lot of time. But he said LeBron James money? Question mark. You can train a sea lion to throw a ball through a hoop, and sea lions work for mackerel. <laughs> so, very good point. And uh, of course, we were talking about a certain judge uh, near the end of the first hour, certain judge who's not only decided to do unprecedented things in the Michael Flynn case, uh, including appointing a uh, retired judge to start arguing against Michael Flynn since the Justice Department no longer is looking to do a prosecution, but also filed uh, – asked for – Amicus briefs, which basically means outside third parties who have nothing to do with the case, who if we were looking to file a lawsuit, people who would normally be told you can't move forward with this lawsuit against the government because you don't have standing. It's funny how the left loves to use standing when it works for their benefit, but then in this case where it's never been done before in a criminal case, you have this request for an amicus brief. Okay. Well, now he's been told by the uh, higher court that he has 10 days to explain himself. He went and hired himself a defense attorney. That to me means that he seems to know that he's treading in a very dangerous place. Treading in a place he probably doesn't belong. But while we were having that conversation, uh, under Boy's uh, screen name, we got the message that uh, certain people, certain judges, will not do their job to put someone away. For eight years, we as the American people wanted to see a group of people behind bars. And I think that. Uh, that expresses a natural frustration that a lot of us have been having. We see a level of corruption. We see an attempted coup against the duly elected president of the United States in what the Obama administration did in spying against the Trump campaign and then later on continue to harass the Trump administration. We see that a lot of this was orchestrated from the highest levels of the Obama administration, and yet we know that they were very careful, very cautious about what level of involvement they had. And we as conservatives have this frustration of wanting to be in a country that is governed by rule of law and that has every protection available, and we get really sick of seeing dangerous clearly… Guilty individuals get away with it because they know how to work the system. They know how to game the system. They know how to cheat, as Michael Moore so bluntly put it in claiming that that's the only way that Donald Trump's going to win re-election. We see this. We see what's clearly corruption but doesn't quite meet the level of illegality, and we know that they're responsible for far more, but we can't prove it, so we get frustrated. We get even more frustrated when we see people like Hillary Rodham Clinton who clearly violated the law, who clearly, undeniably 
unquestionably broke the law, the same laws that had General Petraeus uh, removed from a position in the government and put on probation, the same laws that has a, a private by the name of Bradley Manning, wants to be called Chelsea, put in prison, <laughs> mishandling, mishandling information. Now, the one hat tip that I'm willing to offer Bradley Manning, and I know a lot of you uh, lefties out there, if you're listening, you're going to be all mad at me. But that's, that's not her name, and you're misgendering her. Well, you're the one misgendering because dude's a guy. I mean, stop calling me a science denier when you can't get basic uh, – Basic biology right here. For you to pretend for a second that science denying requires me to acknowledge that you have the XX combination, you have the XY combination, and anything else is an abnormality. Occasionally there are additional chromosomes. Occasionally uh, you see this happen, and from a medical standpoint… And I'm making no comment towards anybody who's suffering from Down syndrome or any of the other disorders that comes from these chromosomal abnormalities. But from a medical standpoint, they would technically classify that as a disorder. Now, I've, I've met a lot of uh, folks with Down syndrome, and I tell you, they, they're a lot better off than some of the rest of us. You want to call us normal… Uh, they seem to be a lot happier, and most of them are a lot more social, and most people's lives are better for being exposed to folks with Down syndrome. And I say exposed to as in uh, whatever level you could achieve, whether you just meet them a few times or whether you have someone in your family. There's different levels of how much they touch your life. I'm sure somebody's going to tear apart my language usage here, and while it's completely appropriate and I'll stand by it, uh, they'll try to make it sound far worse than it is because that's what they do. We get extremely tired of being handed the crappy end of the stick when, uh, when we're the ones that are trying to do things the right way. We set up a system, and then as we implement the system, we see where its failings are, and then we try to fix the system utilizing the tools that we gave ourselves in that system. Now, I wanted you to pay close attention that that's us and we, and the tools that we gave ourselves, because we don't want the full system to collapse. We just want to fix it. We just want to make it optimal. But it's us. We are the ones with that power, not some unelected bureaucrat who's set in a job for a couple of decades to the point that now they think that they have more power than they do. Not some elected official who's decided that they are the voice of the people, that they're the Messiah, that they're the ones who's going to single-handedly wave their hand and stop the rising tides. No. We elect you. We pay your salaries. We send you there. We picked you to do our work for us because most of us are busy living our lives. That's what you're there for. And for for you guys to suddenly create little back doors and give yourselves ways out when you get in trouble, and then to stand up and tell us as conservatives that we are wrong and we're haters and we're bigoted and we're the cheaters. Yeah, I, I'm still stuck on that Michael Moore bit. I don't know why. Just again, it goes back to the fact that more often than not, especially with leftists, 
whatever it is that they want to happily accuse you of is what they're already up to, and you know it because that's how they think. So they just assume we think the same way. They assume that our brains are wired the same way as theirs. That's that's why if you say a comment completely innocent but can be twisted into meaning something, that they say, oh, you're talking in code or you're being racist or bigoted, then they just – they'll run with it because that's what they heard when you said it, and they're not willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Now, we're supposed to give their guys the benefit of the doubt. Well, clearly they just misspoke, or clearly they just meant this, and they'll bend over backwards and do all kinds of intellectual gymnastics to cover for their people. But somebody makes a completely legitimate, innocent statement that means nothing that you have to twist into meaning something. And uh, if you happen to be on the conservative side of the street when you said it, then you are crucified. We're tired of it. We're tired of it. The frustration is there, and it's clear, and it's real. It's palpable. That's why you have Donald Trump now, you leftist. Hmm. I'm not going to devolve into name-calling right now. I'm not going to do it. But that's why you have Donald Trump. Remember, most conservatives would have still preferred to have had a more civilized individual, a more precise Communicator, someone who was more presidential, someone who would still stand up for the principles, but who could treat everyone in a, a fashion that you guys could find more palatable, palatable as well. Not because we don't want them to be fighters, but because we do believe that the office should have a certain level. But we got tired of being kicked in the teeth. We got tired of being smacked around. We got tired of being told that we had to turn the other cheek while the other side truly believes that the ends justifies the means. So you got Trump. We needed somebody who was going to stand up and who was going to fight and who was going to take the shot and then turn right back around and smack you square in the jaw and say you want some more. That's why you got Trump. So if you hate him, make no mistake, we don't love Trump because he's racist, because he's not. We don't love Trump because he's bigoted, because he's not. We don't love Trump because he dog whistles to all us white supremacists out here, because he doesn't. We love Trump, those of us who do, because he told us who he was. He told us what he was like. He's shown us who he's been for decades leading up to this. He hasn't changed, and he has followed through with what he said he would do. He's followed through with who he said he was. He's a man who says what he thinks, sometimes says it way too quick, says it with the typical New York brassness. Says it like somebody who's used to dealing with contractors who's building stuff. He doesn't hold back, and <laughs> journalists want to make a big deal because he retweeted somebody calling Hillary Clinton a skank. Because he retweeted somebody making fun of how fat Stacey Abrams is. If he just retweets something, guess what? I know I retweet stuff that I don't necessarily agree with, but I think it's important for people to see. That's not me saying… 
Yeah, I agree. That's me saying, okay, here's something you guys need to see and decide for yourself. Now, I don't think that's how Trump operates, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that I know for a fact no one should assume that just because you share a post on social media that somebody else did, whether you're sharing on Facebook or on TeaPartyCommunity.org or on Spreely or Hublife or Gab or Twitter, whatever you're doing with retweeting – that doesn't automatically mean that you're down with what you just said. It means you think more people should see it. That's all it means. So stop making the assumptions. Bombastic is the word being used in the chat room right now, and bombastic is exactly what Donald Trump is, but he's also somebody – with a spine. He has a backbone, and he's not willing to be beat down by the media. He's not willing to look at popularity polls and say, oh, well, I should change my mind. In fact, what he says is, well, if this poll says this, then it's a terrible poll. You're wrong. He's telling Fox News they should fire people because he doesn't like their polls. Now, why he gets all worked up about these polls when you and I know, and you would suspect that Donald Trump knows that these polls mean nothing, especially at this point in the campaign. Why are you even paying attention? Trump, just go be you. They're doing all this crap because they're afraid of you. Right now, polls – we're in the stage of the election process where the polls are being used to try and dictate – public opinion, not to mirror or show people what the true public opinion is. Even the completely, totally legitimate to the best of their ability polls are still highly dependent on how the polls' questions are framed and who it is exactly that they're asking. How are you conducting this poll? Who's actually responding to the poll? There's a lot of different variables that come back and show you how these work out. Any poll, any poll at all right now that says Joe Biden is going to easily beat Donald Trump is clearly wrong. Any poll that says that the Democrats are completely unified behind Joe Biden right now is clearly wrong. I can't tell you anything other than the fact that I t talk to people who typically vote Democratic, and they're still scratching their head and can't come up with an answer when I ask them, why is the party still backing a man that's clearly suffering from some level of early-onset dementia? Why are they clearly behind some guy who, based on his track record, most likely is guilty of sexual harassment? If not full-on rape, and I, I'm – again, I don't know about the rape allegations, but I know it's way more believable to think that Joe Biden as a senator who's always been touchy-feely even when he shouldn't be may have a propensity for overstepping his bounds and for believing that he's privileged as a senator. I'm way more likely to believe that than – that uh, women weren't throwing themselves at the rich guy. In the chat room right now under Bringing It Boys title, uh, any poll that is done in California are wrong because of the bias. And again, that goes back to who are you asking? Who is responding to your poll? 
So Donald doesn't need to be upset about that, and you don't need to be telling Fox News to fire their pollsters because that just – again, it makes it look like sour grapes. Sometimes the things you do and say aren't that helpful, but we love the fight. We love the pushback and then the willing to punch back because we are tired of being kicked in the ribs and told to shut up when – we might have been willing to just raise our hand and say, hey, guys, wait a minute. What about this? Shut up over there. We tried statesmen. We've tried electing politicians who spoke eloquently, who said pretty words. We've tried it. And for our efforts to continue to be civil – when the left refuses to be civil, but they whine about civility, oh man, they won't shut up about the lack of civility as long as it's not Antifa or not some Muslim outfit out here doing the talking. Though then suddenly civility is overrated. Then all of a sudden violence in the effort to push back against bigotry is okay. asking in the chat room right now, do I think that uh, no rallies for President Trump are hurting him? You know what? I I think that probably not being able to get out and do a full-on rally does kind of stifle that energy that Donald Trump does. But here's, here's the other side of that. I think Donald Trump could probably do uh, maybe just once, maybe twice a month, once uh, every couple of weeks until everything's opened back up and he can do them. In person, I think you should do something uh, online. I think right now Twitter has become his rallying cry. And do I think that hurts him overall? I think maybe it uh, keeps a lot of us from feeling that same energy level because we don't get to see those reactions, and he doesn't get to have his performances that he does, which is really what's uh, particularly enduring to him. But at the end of the day… I don't think it's really going to hurt him come election time because there's too many of us that have seen through what the left is up to. Maybe maybe I'm a little off by that. I, I think when it comes to somebody like Trump, though, those rallies are important for him. He just needs to find another way to to garner that same energy and get that same connectivity and uh, – I'm not sure how you go about it, but I think the use of uh, technology would be helpful. Um, does it is it really hurting him? I think it might be causing the perception of harm to his campaign because it's so much a part of who he is and how he operates. But as far as uh, as far as where what it's really causing harm to the campaign and his reelection chances, I don't think so. I think the biggest threat is the people that have still refused to escape the mainstream media bubble. All right, we're getting really close to the halfway point, and I haven't gotten to either of the other two stories I want to do. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do that uh, mid-hour break a little early, and uh, when we come back, I will try to sneak both of these in uh, because I'd also hope to read a uh, article I've recently written that kind of plays in with the second story. May hold off till next week to get there uh, if it turns out because I'm still going to talk about Joe Biden's little uh, dust up with Amazon. So you guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. 
Until recently, the public library, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, and Cub Scouts were safe bastions of good influence for young Americans. But my, how times have changed. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. My wonder years as a Cub Scout and later Boy Scout were filled with being taught about the importance of being honest, thrifty, obedient to parents, camping, jamboree, patriotism, helping the elderly, etc. Those moral lessons taught in both the Cubs and Boy Scouts reflected and were an extension of the values we first learned at home and in church. But as our republic morphed away from Judeo-Christian ethics into an amoral mobocracy via government school indoctrination of one generation after another, in many circles, good moral standards were done away with and replaced with corruptive teachings that are now even taught to toddlers in public libraries. Where Christmas is banned, along with wholesome stories like Huckleberry Finn, but drag queens are there to teach little ones how to twerk and even worse. If America is to remain great, we the people must fight to reestablish that which is good in the sight of God. If not, forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video healthcare visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. This is Tim Tapp on behalf of the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that Roe v. Wade is settled law? Perhaps you think that man-caused climate change is settled science. Do you believe that CNN is the most trusted name in news? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't care enough to learn that the Supreme Court has reversed itself on multiple occasions. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't care enough to learn, well, anything about science. In fact, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then maybe you should just continue to settle for fake news. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you... That if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day.
The Corona China virus scenario has been a major drag on our economy and has been used by leftist Democrats to try and literally destroy our unique, exceptional nation way of life. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When I was growing up in Cleveland, my dad told me that when problems arise, the authentic motives and personalities of individuals come to the surface. Throughout the republic, leftist Democrat governors like Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, Andrew Cuomo of New York, and other Democrat governors, mayors, and judges have been enacting restrictions that in the long run will prove more harmful than the corona China virus. Governor Cuomo even wants to tax first responders who came from all over America to help with the crisis. Activist Texas Judge Moyer even threw Dallas salon owner Shelley Luther in prison and fined her $7,000 because she opened her salon for business so she and her employees could feed their children. It is my belief that the control-freak Democrats have reminded Americans that we the people must be ever vigilant in the effort to maintain our liberties and to not give them up for big nanny goat government oppressive safety. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Food independence, emergency preparedness, self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get our survival seed vault and feed your family from your own garden for just $37.95. Our non-hybrid heirloom seeds are genuinely American, just like you. Your survival needs and survival seeds are at MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Self-reliance. MyPatriotSupply.com. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out MyPatriotSupply.com if you're looking to maintain your self-reliance so you can continue to enjoy the blessings of your individual liberty. Uh, That's all part of uh, being individually responsible, and uh, you can do that definitely. My Patriot Supply has some of the best products out there uh, right now. Again, according to the last message I got – I checked again. haven't gotten a new message since uh, early last week. They're out of stock of everything except for the four-week starter kit, uh, meaning that uh, you can go ahead and place an order for all the other stuff. They are shipping them out on a first-come, first-served basis. They've been doing that since uh, early March. You know, The COVID-19 business has really pushed a huge demand on their products, but they are still doing first-come, first-serve. Uh, unlike 3M and certain other companies that uh, should have been doing that. But anyway, I digress. The food packets, they are certified to last up to 25 years. And uh, if if you're looking to get that, all I would – if you just want to go check out the website, here's what I would ask you to do. There is a link in today's show description that you can hit if you're right here at the BTR platform. It will land you on the page that has those four-week kits. And if you follow that link, uh, if you decide to make a purchase, you'll not only be helping to provide your own resilience, but you'll also be helping to support the show. If you are not listening at the uh, BTR platform, but you're listening as a podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you might be listening, you will still have the option of seeing the show description. So what you can do if the link doesn't work, then the link does work for some of the podcasts, uh, believe it or not, and sometimes uh, for a lot of them it doesn't. But if it doesn't, wherever you're listening, whether you're at Spreaker or wherever, uh, Stitcher.com. I love Stitcher, by the way. Uh, that's my personal favorite of all the podcasting sites. Um, you know, 
in the show description right below the words My Patriot Supply, you will see a link. You can copy and then paste that into your search bar, and it will still take you to the same place. If you're listening to the rebroadcast over the radio somewhere, then what I'm going to ask you to do is to go to tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, into the truth. Dot com And there on the homepage, you'll scroll down a little bit, and you'll take a link. Now, that link will take you to the main page. It will not take you to the landing page for the uh, four-week starter kit. From there, though, technically, I'm still supposed to get credit for having sent you there, although right now it's my understanding that they're still only uh, paying affiliates based on that four-week starter. So I, I don't know that I'd see anything. But if you'll do that, that it still at least gives me some traction as somebody that's helping them to move their product in a worthwhile uh, affiliate. So if you would care to do that before you go, but you know what? If you have no interest at all in helping this program, I would still encourage you to just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and go see what they've got going on because I think that's for your benefit. All right. Uh, the uh, difference in uh, – in the writing here, it leads me to believe that not only is bringing it boy listening, but that also Suzette is here. And uh, if that is the case, hey, Suzette, glad to have you here as well. Uh, lots of times they'll both be listening uh, when they're together anyway, so I appreciate that. And uh, usually can't be 100% sure. I can normally tell when Suzette, because Suzette's very topic driven, and boy is very, I'm having fun with everything being said. Uh, and I love both of those, by the way, uh, but I can usually tell the difference. I don't always try, but uh, glad to have both of you here. This is the part of the show before I go into these final topics so that I remind you that if you like this show, there's a ton of other great shows out there as well. Uh, I'd like to remind you to go check out Bigfoot's blogs. Bigfoot's not in here with us today, but I'd still want to give a shout-out to all the hard work he does over there. Check out uh, bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. Uh, if you are not listening to the Don Smith show, you need to uh, to go over to Blog Talk Radio, uh, search for Don Smith. Uh, usually, just been in the Don Smith show. He's on live on Saturdays at, starting at noon, but you can find the archives anytime. Uh, Southern Sense Talk Radio. I'm, Come on, guys. If you're not already listening to Annie Ubellis, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, I already mentioned Suzette hanging out in here in the chat room. Go check out Suzette Live. She does her thing over at Spreaker. And uh, if if you're not familiar with Spreaker, uh, you need to go check that out as well. You can find this show uh, podcasted over there, and occasionally we'll still do uh, live exclusive shows over there. Started over there. Came over here because I liked the uh, switchboard better. I like it a lot better now. Uh, <laughs> the switchboard is literally the only thing I like better. All right. Um, also, you know, the Ron Edwards Show, uh, Rod Eccles. Go to rodeccles.net. Um, who else? Uh, Global Patriot Radio Network. All the hosts over there are great. Uh, was thinking real, real heavy yesterday and the day before, really missing Kel Fritzy. I uh, wish I could send you to her show, but she's not with us anymore. Um, where's somebody else? Uh, that, I mentioned these folks. You check out the Exceptional Conservative Network. That's not here at BTR, but you can Google those. 
In fact, that's a great – the one thing Google is good for is you can put any of those names in there. You look for Suzette Live. You can go to Spreaker. You can do it, or you can Google it. You'll find it. Uh, same thing with Simple Facts of Life for Chief. Definitely don't want to leave him out. Just great programs, great programs. And if you're not listening to these things, you're missing out. All right. Let's see if I can sneak in both of these. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I'm definitely still starting with Joe Biden uh, and uh, his little dust up with Amazon. Now, Joe Biden, of course, is still taking some heat, and he's tried to walk back his comments in regards to his – if you're having trouble deciding if you're voting for me or Trump, you ain't black comment. And uh, you know, we knew it was going to happen. I said it Friday night that – and it had actually started even before I had a chance to get on air – that the media was going to cover for him. They were going to try to come up with excuses. They were going to do whatever. You, you can't You can't call the obvious racist comment a racist comment. But part of what I said also was that in a lot of ways… This is actually more indicative of the fact that Democrats across the board, Joe Biden in particular, have been taking the black vote for granted for a long time. There's a reason why the Democrats take your vote for granted if you happen to be part of that community, and that reason is they believe they've completely bamboozled you some time ago, and a lot of you have been voting in a fashion that leads them to believe. That they have you bamboozled, that they have won that battle already. Well, it's not the black community that's the only people that Joe Biden made angry this past week because he, in that same interview, made a uh, major declaration about uh, going after big business, and he called out specifically Amazon. And he basically said that uh, Amazon's not paying its fair share. That's a, a phrase they love to throw around, isn't it? Their fair share. The rich need to pay their fair share. Corporate America needs to pay their fair share. Never mind the fact that if you actually break down the numbers and take a long, hard look at it, they're practically the only people who are paying. I mean, there are certain levels of the tier, and let me get this straight. The average Democratic voter who's died in the wool, firmly believing all in, just we're there. You're being tricked, and you're being lied to. Now, I, I have to admit that in lots of cases there are candidates that have an R at the end of their name that are doing the same thing to people. But this idea that you're going to tax your way to prosperity… It's a false narrative, and it's a false narrative that they know is false, but they still continue to try and prey on your ignorance, your lack of understanding, and they dumb you down in order to believe their stuff. And I am going to say it, and this may alienate some people, but if you believe that you can tax your way to prosperity, then you are dumb. You don't understand any of it. You, if you're young enough… That ignorance of this scenario is a reasonable excuse, then okay. But once you reach a certain age and you choose to remain ignorant about that, then that's a choice that you've made, and it's dumb to do it. Now, Amazon fired back against the presumptive Democratic nominee late on Friday, 
I've seen um, – well, let, let, let me paint the picture first for you. Let me paint the picture of what Joe Biden said. Quote, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. No company pulling in billions of dollars in profit should pay a lower tax rate than firefighters and teachers. It's time for Amazon to pay its fair share. Now, I would actually make the argument that if they're paying a lower tax rate, are they still paying much more than the people with the higher tax rate in total dollars? Because if you reach a level where Amazon's paying that much more in actual dollars, then maybe that rate isn't quite as consequential as you believe. Maybe – and here's the idea I would love to see catch on fire among Democrats. Maybe instead of saying, oh, you know what, Amazon's not paying their fair share because their tax rate's much lower than these firefighters and teachers, maybe you should – be looking to lower the tax rate of the firefighters and the teachers instead of trying to raise the tax rate of Amazon. Just going to throw it out there. Just, just something to chew on. Now, uh, included in Biden's little statement, uh, which he also sent out as a tweet, he included a link to the CNBC News article that highlighted uh, remarks that Biden had given on Friday morning during the interview with the publication. <clears throat> Quoting from there saying, quote, I don't think any company, I don't give a damn how big they are. The Lord Almighty should absolutely be in a position where they pay no tax and make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Number one. No. He uh, added on a little later, the whole notion of this is, are you playing the game fairly? What's the capitalist system all about? The capitalist system is about everyone dealing fairly and dealing straight up with the American people and with their employees. Now, I would question some of this because, again, we know that leftists and Democrats, office holders, and you know sometimes a lot of Democrats that aren't office holders but vote Democrat all the time. There's a lot of you guys that fit into this too, but not all of you. You don't understand what fair means. You think whatever I want is fair for me to get. You think that if somebody says, well, okay, uh, this is what we need you to do, and this is what we need you to do, and if you do those things, then you can have this. Take it or leave it, and you decide to say, hey, I'll take it by virtue of saying, okay, I'm going to work for you. And then after you do that for a little while, you're like, well, that's not fair. What's not fair? You had a chance to say no. You had a chance to say, hey, you know what? I like the job. I like what you offer, but uh, if you really want this much effort out of me, maybe instead of maybe instead of that, you can pay me this instead. You know, it's called negotiation. And if you're not locked into some crazy union somewhere, as an individual, you can do that. And you might be surprised how frequently that will work for you because even if you don't get what you're asking for, even if they don't budge at all, you have made an impression that these people understand 
that you are someone who's capable of bringing worth to the table. I can bring value to your company. I want to prove it. So now watch me, and we'll revisit this in a little while. One of the craziest things that has occurred in this country now is all these people who believe that they have no choices. I'm locked here. I can't leave Detroit. I can't leave Chicago. I can't leave New York. When you have basically nothing but scratching and eking out a living to the point that you need the government to, to tack on to whatever you're doing. When the truth is, is no, you're not trapped. You still live in the United States of America. That means you have freedom of travel. You can go somewhere else. Doesn't mean that it'll be easy, but guess what? It could be the best thing in your life. There's nothing right now, <clears throat> realistically, keeping me from deciding, you know what? I love Tennessee, but I think Utah would be better for for me. I think Utah would be great for my family. I could pick up tomorrow and make that move. <clears throat> I have that choice. Well, what about your job, Tim? Well, I can find a job there. What about your house, Tim? Well, I can put it up for sale. Well, where are you going to stay when you get there? I can figure that out. I mean, granted, I should figure that out before I go, but the point is I have the freedom to do it. And so do you. Nobody's locked and trapped. So this fairness idea with, with the American people and their employees, what's unfair about creating – okay, if I, if I get too far down this rabbit hole, I'm going to take away the power of their response. Because Amazon did respond, and they responded to Biden's remarks just you know, just a few hours after he had posted his tweet on it, writing, quote, Joe Biden, we pay every cent owed. You spent three decades in the Senate and know that Congress wrote these tax laws to encourage companies to invest in the U.S. economy. We have. 500,000 jobs with a minimum wage of $15 an hour across 40 states. Assume your complaint is with the tax code, not Amazon. Now, I paused for a second there to let that sink in. Because Amazon basically destroyed Biden's remarks. They completely upended it. They turned it. Now, how many people interpret it that way? Again, we're talking about this response happened on Twitter. So how many people that are paying attention to this realize how savage that actually was? Because they did it in a tone that wasn't particularly snarky. I mean, it was snarky enough, I suppose. But it wasn't put out in a tone where they're just saying, hey, oh yeah, by the way, Joe Biden, you just got body slammed. It's because of you and your compadres in the Senate that this tax code allows us to pay as little as we do because the idea is to encourage business. By encouraging that business, you allow us to grow in a rate that allows us to add additional employees and to pay those employees better and to offer them better benefits. What you have done with this tax code where we're paying 
a lower rate than teachers and firefighters allows us to employ people so that they too can have a home, so they too can raise their families, so they too can have a life worth living besides just having to work three jobs to hang on to a small apartment and wonder why their kids have taken to selling drugs on the streets. While they don't have to work three jobs to hang on to a small apartment and wonder why they, their daughters have turned to turning tricks on the streets. I use those two specific examples because that seems to happen a lot in democratically controlled areas, doesn't it? Well, Tim, that happens everywhere. Well, yeah, to a degree, but not nearly the same. Amazon was brutal. That was brutal. I assume that your issue is with the tax code and not Amazon. Now, a reasonably intelligent person reads that and realizes that yeah, not only did you just get burned, but your whole argument got burned to the ground, and that attacks not just Joe Biden but almost every Democrat who's currently holding office. But at the end of the day, this response will be quickly forgotten. Because far too many people are aware that, yes, Amazon is the problem. Amazon is the enemy because Amazon is a big business who started out as a used book sales platform. Hey, we're here uh, on this brand new thing called the Internet, and, and we're trying to sell you books. Yay, Amazon. And they grew. They changed their model, and they did the one thing – that the internet allows better than anybody, but that they got way out ahead, and it's this concept in business called friction. Now, it's very much like the physics concept of friction, and that is when you apply uh, little things that get in the way of free movement, uh, that force is called friction. In business, you try to remove as much friction. Uh, what that means is you're making it as easy as possible for your customers to do what they want to do. When you make your interfaces as easy as possible, and in the case of Amazon, as you know it, when you open up the page and it remembers who you are and you don't necessarily even have to sign back in. I mean you can push a button that says, no, don't remember me, but they want to remember who you are, and they will remember what you've ordered before. So just in case you don't remember something that you want to reorder, you can review your orders real quick and see what it was. You can see where it was, how much it was, where it came from, how much it cost, and if there's a better deal. You can do suggestions. You, they went out of their way to remove friction. They were leading the way. In fact, they're still better at that than anybody else in business, and that's how they built that next level. And they expand it, and they do the usual negotiations that any other business opening up a facility does in an area. They try to get all their uh, tax benefits that they can, try to get away a with not having to pay utilities, give them time to, to make back the money it costs them to build the facility, all these things. But more importantly than that, when they hire people and pay them a decent wage to do work that is not that terrible usually <laughs> – I mean I don't know the individual situation, so I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole. But if you can get a good job and become self-sufficient, well then, uh-oh, the Democrats have one less permanent underclass member. So yes – Amazon, you are the enemy in Joe Biden's eyes and in the eyes of a lot of other Democrats. I'm looking at you, AOC. 
Amazon's the enemy because the they've empowered people to take back their lives. They've empowered people to step up and be more than they were before. You get a job with Amazon, you've got a job that as long as you actually show up and pass your drug test and do the things you need to do, <laughs> just chicken back up <laughs> in the chat room. Amazon, however, is not the only enemy. Amazon is just one of the enemies, but they like to use the excuse because they want to keep us divided. Well, you're not paying taxes. Well, yeah, they're still paying taxes. They're just – maybe that rate's the same, but I, I'm going to circle back around and say, hey, Dems, if you're not happy that a teacher or a firefighter or a policeman or a banker – oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't say bankers. Some bankers are rich. If you're not happy that those people are paying a higher tax rate than Amazon, why don't you try lowering their tax rate? What, what, what? See, Democrats believe they have to tax you out the wazoo so they can continue to waste all the money they're currently wasting and have more money to waste, and they know they don't have to have any results to show for it. When was the last time you held one of these people accountable, truly held them accountable? Now we get the media. We get people standing up and talking about how they don't want to hold people accountable because it's way more important to win the next election. Joe Biden, you could boil babies, but the need to beat Donald Trump is too important not to support you. That's where we're at. The mask has been removed. <laughs> In the chat room, under the under the boy screen name, better health benefits for daughters turning tricks because of their pimp. It's included in their pay already deducted. <laughs> I chuckle because there's enough truth in that to make me want to cry. That's that permanent underclass that the Democrats need. That's why they want open borders, although, again, you hadn't heard too much about open borders since COVID-19, but it's coming. The borders are going to have to be opened again soon. You know, It took them a little while how to figure out making COVID-19 into a racist thing, but they've done that now. Race is injected back into everything. Identity politics is identity politics. The Dems can't win without identity politics. They can't win without a permanent underclass. They need you, and I'm talking to all of you people who are struggling out there right now, all you people that are below the middle class and have been brainwashed into believing you have to vote Democrats because they're the only ones trying to help you. They need you to stay poor. They don't want to solve the issue of you being poor. They need you to stay poor because if they have to compete with their ideas as far as how those ideas relate to results in the real world, 
They lose every time. Michael Moore has to come out there and tell you that Donald Trump has to cheat to win so that you can believe, you can continue to believe that it's the other side that's the cheaters. That he has to come out and tell you that uh, we're not climate deniers and we want women to get paid the same and we blah, blah, blah. All of that the whole time whistling through the graveyard hoping that you don't take the time to stop and ask a simple question. Why is it when you people have been in charge, things have only gotten worse? None of the programs that they put forth improve the things they promised to fix. Not one. Why? If you're a Democratic voter who accidentally heard this part of the show, I'm going to ask you, please, Go ask your Democratic representative at any level of government, why is it that when you guys are in charge and you implement the programs you want to implement, the things you promise to fix only get worse? Go ask them that and see how quickly you get a Biden-esque response. But I don't work for you. You want to do push-ups right now? That's going to be their best resort. They're going to ignore you. They're going to pretend they didn't hear you. Oh, sorry, uh, this uh, online town hall meeting, we had a technical glitch, and you got cut off. I didn't quite hear that. Yeah, there isn't an answer that they want to give you because the answer is they don't want to fix those problems. They need those problems to continue to exist so they can continue to garner power. Don't believe me? Think about it. That's going to have to be it for today. Thanks for being here, uh, bringing it, boys, Suzette, Chief, Casey. Thank you all for being here. And uh, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and, more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And while you're at it, please also remember stay safe, stay healthy, and be smart even if that goes against your nature. I'll be back Tuesday night. In the meanwhile, you guys, we got to have a great Memorial Day remainder of the weekend. Spend some time uh, appreciating our fallen heroes. Uh, remember, but uh, spend some time with your families too. God bless America. God bless you, and I am out. Bye, everybody.
is using both hands. using both hands.